in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to Ending Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. To my right, or your left, Andrew Wynn. Heyo, what's up? What is up, buddy? We are back. <clears throat> Let me tell you, we just got done playing 17 holes on a weekday night. It was fantastic. We couldn't have asked for better weather, and the cozy corner is hitting hard right now. Right. You got I'm, a little blanket on I'm the back on the, on the couch. I'm this couch <laughs> right now. We had a buddy behind us, and I felt like we were just playing super fast. We were flying. At points, and then at other points, we started playing really slow. But let me tell you, buddy, my body hurts right now. <laughs> it's not a. It's it's definitely a few steps, and it really gets you to think a little bit too. Like, yeah, it's just walking for the professionals, but like you have to do that again the, the following day, and you're like right. on your feet hitting more golf shots all day. You got warm up. You're warming up. You're doing. You're doing a workout. You, have, mm-hmm. you for sure are working out before you go play, like a light body workout to get everything activated. It's a lot of work. And so, I mean, I'm just sitting at a desk all day. I'm not doing shit. Right. And I'm, you know, it brought this idea for me, like, you know, I just turned 30, about to be 31, actually shorter than I was to 30. Right. But, um, you, you let know, everyone really, know that. You're really good at that. Right. <laughs> is it my age that I'm actually feeling my body soreness? Like, is it actually my body is starting to go? You know, I'm sure at age 40, 50, 60, maybe more 50, 60 range now, your body, I'm sure, starts to break down a little bit. Yeah. But is it, you know, my body? Or is it just because I'm aware of what's going on? Like, you know, maybe it didn't hurt, actually hurt when I was younger, but I wasn't aware. Yeah, you just kind of, you know, shook it off. You know, I looked looked the other way, and you're like, ah, eh, maybe it's just like whatever. whatever. I'm just a little banged up. No worries. Right. I think it's a little bit of a combination of the both, for sure. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. It's a combo of the both of the two, because I feel like the more experience and the more you kind of move through life, I do think that a lot of that, um, you you are a little bit more cautious with your body at times. I, I mean, I certainly I am, am for sure. Yeah. And you don't want to feel bad or maybe at the sense of, you know, if I start hurting myself now, maybe my body intellectually knows that maybe I'm not going to bounce back as strong as I once did. So it's a little bit more of a cautious thing. I think it kind of goes both ways. It plays a little bit hand in hand. Yeah, I, I would say that I probably always felt this way. Now, I think the bounce back might take a little bit longer. Of 100%. <clears throat> but like my body... I would like just not know what's going on. I just thought everyone felt weird most of the time. <laughs> and really, like I was just probably just extremely dehydrated. And now if I don't Dude, drink water. You also used to go through like a full day and have a sip of water. I thought you were the crazy person at high school. I'm like, dude, what is going on? You're like, God, oh, yeah, middle of basketball practice. Like, dude, this is my first sip of water. I'm like, what? Yeah, you went through like eight hours is, of classes. That is and tough. like, you went out to like, it was like a three o'clock basketball practice. And you're like, four, like, it was four o'clock in the day. You're like, oh my God, 
I just realized I tasted water for the first time today. It's glorious. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, I just remember like I just don't need it. And now I find myself like, oh, dude, it's the first thing I drink when I wake up in the morning. It's like even before I get out of bed. Yeah, like I need to get way better with it. And even even now, because I find myself like coming home and I'm like a bad mood. Like, and sure. like, how much water did you drink today? Like maybe a bottle at my work, <laughs> right? She's like, just drink like two bottles, and I guarantee you'll be in a better mood. And it almost fixed me instantly. <laughs> it's crazy. So like, I just you know what, you know what they do say is that you the first thing you should do before doing anything is drink like twelve ounces of water in the morning, like within like the first twenty or thirty minutes of you being awake. That's crazy. That's like that. So I just literally start my day off, and that's the first thing I do. Basically, it's like on my way to the office, or like if I'm working at home. I'm not allowed to have coffee or like caffeine for the first like 45 or hour that I'm awake. That's what I try to do. I mean, it's a good good way of doing it. I just don't know what 12 ounces looks like. Just a water bottle. That's 16. Okay. You know, so just like think about how like much water you would have to drink to kill a water bottle. Because I just have my hydro flask, right? Right. I think your hydro hydro flask is what, 32 ounces or yeah, something like that? Yeah, I packed that thing full of ice. Yeah, so just drink just drink half of it. Before okay. you before you get to the office, I think that's a good rule. There you it go. kinda, it really just, it sets you up for the day. I think I probably just wake up and chug it. That's that's another way too. Yeah, you know. And you think about how good you feel when um, you know, like we're gonna go on a golf trip. You have that rule, and you like I need to drink a full bottle of water, three tums, and like prep my day for like prep my body for this. Like right for because this golf that's gonna be feel better. So maybe like as a kid, you just didn't know what made you feel good. That's and another thing matter. too, for sure. Now, like I know, like if I don't do certain things, I'm just not gonna, you know, have my peak performance. Yeah, it's just the bounce back game too. Like you just can't throw in shit and like expect okay stuff to come out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what though, um, I did, you know, play some play some awesome golf recently, and I was mm -hmm. a little banged up. Yeah, a little hungover. I know. I did that too the other day as well. And it's like, I, I think I might've gotten some more reps. That's why I'm like, you know, half decent at this. I know how to cope and deal with right. being over and playing golf. <laughs> so we, the night before we had a, a double skins round at Ukaipa, but my weekend started off as Saturday. We were going to a galaxy versus galaxy two game versus Wrexham. Mm -hmm. Wrexham is a European team that Ryan Reynolds bought. And, um, you know, it's super cool. We've talked about it on the pod a few times. And if you haven't watched the uh, the, the TV show yeah. on Hulu by now, I feel like you're kind of doing yourself a little bit of a disservice if you're if you're into the whole, you know, following a franchise and like building something that you want to actually become and see your dream about. And it's it's a cool way of starting from almost nothing. Essentially, they were at the bottom of the table in the English league. They were like one league away from being like a club soccer team. Yeah, exactly. Like unfunded, basically. Right. Um, and kind of building that up. So I think it's a really cool concept that they're now, dude, they're going around. Wrexham's playing Man Manchester United. Mm -hmm. They got a match again. And now they're probably not playing against like their main club teams that are going out there. But the fact that they're still getting FaceTime at these clubs now is huge. Yeah, it just helps with funding. I oh, saw yeah. Christopher Mullen, the striker. Yeah, that's so cool. So he he, he could play. You know, I also cool I was at the gym actually, and I literally saw the Wrexham game on, and I like stopped and watched like ten minutes of it, like in between sets and stuff. And it's getting it's getting airtime. Yeah, so it was cool just to be a part of. But the best part about it 
yeah. was there was a tennis tournament that weekend as well mm. called the Ultimate Tennis Showdown. It's a little bit of a different tournament. Maz and I decided not to go to it. We just didn't even really know what weekend it was on. And we just, like, we've been talking about doing a tournament, you know, whatever. So we're walking around the stadium, and um, we see, like, some kids walk up with tennis balls. I see some signs. Oh, there's, like, a legit tennis tournament over here. And I okay. start getting excited because I'm starting to put two two together here. Well, we're also, I mean, if, uh, you know, off the air, I feel like we talked about this way more, you and I, but would love to get more into the whole tennis. Right. Excuse me. The whole tennis situation and tournaments and all that's also because of Breakpoint. Got super into tennis because of that. Always been into it, but it certainly piqued the interest of going and seeking out some of these events. So you just to see these athletes in person. Because, you, you know, you watch it on TV. When you really watch some tennis matches go, like some, I'm talking some primetime tennis. Oh, yeah. Like, you just don't understand how they're moving. Sure. Same thing, like, with, like, skateboarders for me or hockey players. I just don't understand how they're doing it. Right. And um, I just want to see it in person, you know? Just want to see what somebody cooking looks like. It's it's definitely another, it's another thing, like seeing it actually in person. And also, if you're seeing it almost courtside, which I'm sure you actually had some pretty decent seats because it's not a very big tournament. Yeah, so we ended up like, Matt, I, I'm telling Matt, I think this is a tournament that we were talking about. Yeah. She's like, no, it's in LA. I'm like, we're in Dominguez Hills. This is LA. We're close. This is Carson. Right. We're, we're, we're North Long Beach. Mm -hmm. Like, um, she's like, okay, whatever, whatever. We walk up. I look up and it's uh, Taylor Fritz on the court. Oh, baby. With some Barney. And Mass is like, who is that? I'm like, that's Taylor Fritz. She's like, no way. <laughs> so Madison's now like a little on, into on it. 12 out of 10. She loves tennis. Okay. So this is like her thing. Loves it. Perfect. Right. So now me and her are just like more locked into the tennis tournament than we are the soccer is game. It, is it close? Was it close to you? It was. It's in the same arena as, as the um, StubHub. Oh, my God. So you just, like, struck gold, essentially. So we walked to the soccer game, watched a half, watched back, walked tennis. Oh, my God. Perfect. You're right. Just, that, is, that is the ultimate. Uh, it kind of reminds me. It's almost like a like a sports bookie. You're kind of just, like, bouncing Dude, back and forth. Was, between, and, <laughs> and then the there two. was um, no, like, chicken text uh, checking tickets for oh. getting into the tennis tournament. Oh, my God. Great. So you just walk between both. <laughs> and so I, mean, cool. I mean, un, unreal seats, like... I mean, we stood up on the second row, like row, of, and they're like maybe 15, 20 rows up. Wow. You can move, you could have moved down to like row five. That's pretty crazy. Like, no That's problem. Re really, really cool. And especially if you're seeing those kind of athletes. And um, you did mention that it was uh, Francis uh, Tiafo that was there as also. well. And um, what was the other guy? Monfi. Monfi from France was also there. And, um, the rules of the game are a little different. Everything's a point. Okay. Like volleyball. Okay. So even lets and whatever. Oh, even, all of it. Even lets you just play on? Uh huh. Everything. Everything's a point. If you miss, like if you fault, if you miss a serve, that's a, that's other a point. Other point, other person serve. Really? So like volleyball rules. Oh, how interesting. Right. And it's like single points. So okay. one, one, two, two, three, three. And they're into quarters. So okay. They break it down to like two quarters. Okay. And then they also have, like, bonus points. They're like, this is a bonus point round, and it's, like, worth three points. Is that just maybe every, like, tennis? Well, I don't know, probably. I couldn't okay. catch it. I was, uh, your boy was a little sauced walking sure. this event. And also, you're not, like, you know, you're not sitting down and, like... Really, I'm really nitpicking. 
Right. You're, you're not, not watching. Not trying to figure you're it not out. watching for 45 minutes. You just want to hit it, see a couple cool shots. Right. So we went up, you know, it's a smaller court too. So a lot more like chop shots. Yeah. Like rallies around the net shots a lot. A lot oh, of time. Interesting. Um, but the players have fun with that kind of uh, style it's like too. A, it was a party tournament vibe. It okay. felt like a... Um, What's the waste management open mm-hmm. type of vibe? Okay, nice. Like Monfi danced in the middle of the point. Oh, that's that's Monfi. Okay, yeah. yeah that's, so that's that his, guy, that's his dealio. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, freak athletes. These oh, the yeah. three guys I was watching, they're all playing Barney's. Sure. And you could tell they're just not even bringing their A stuff. It's like B, <laughs> C plus, and they're just wiping them. And it's just like they're just doing like fun chip shots every once in a while. They get into a point, you can hear them grunt. But I mean, they are rocketing the ball at each other and yeah you're, and you're just like there's no way they're getting to this ball and somehow when you're watching this man hit it he's already like one step into the read <laughs> so crazy right i'm like i don't know where he's hitting it based on like i know he's smashing it but like where body angles and like yeah where he's and, facing and i'm like there's no way he gets in this so that they're one step and it's like a lunge and they like swipe at it like backhand mm-hmm. and somehow it's like over on the other side <laughs> And it's always like that cut shot that gets him back into the play. Yeah, and they're right back in the middle of it. I, and just the serve, ridiculous. You're not even really sure just, what's going on. You're also just hitting it like a hunt. Like if this court is smaller, maybe they're not hitting it quite as hard. But on the full size court, those dudes hit it one thirty, right? One twenty five. Like just, I just really want to go see like a real tennis tournament to see like what it's like when they turn it up a bit more. Sure. But, I, I mean, would think I think it would be electric to go and watch a finals match, like, sure. a, like a legitimate finals match. I'm sure I think you're that just would, like really hyped about it. And I mean, I, I was I don't know about you, but I watched all of the Wimbledon tournament. Yeah, I watched a good amount of it. I ended up, you know, I was going to watch the finals, had it recorded, ready to go. Madison knew the score. I didn't. Got oh, home. No. Oh no. And I just like went to click on a sports app to see the, oh, it's the worst score of like another game. I already know where this is going. And somehow the tennis thing was like on my, I was looking at it recently and it was up. And so I saw the score. Devastating. That's so why I just didn't even want to watch. Oh my gosh. So I knew I can't, you know, like we said, the, the final was, you know, un, like I, I luckily did not have anything it's so diff why is it so difficult to like not see what's going on currently like i just want to pretend that that like didn't happen i want to know nothing about it because i have a recorded too mm-hmm. and i was successful with it but i feel like roughly like it's about half maybe 60 70 percent of the time i find out what happened in the game and not only is it like you i find out <clears throat> i'll find out during the match when i get bored and i want to look at my phone yeah I literally locked my like locked my phone. I was really good about it that day. Also, it was it was helped because we had the uh, the men's club championship, right? So I was like, the phone's away, basically, right? So I got home and I ruined that for myself. But like, even like a seeing a ticker, seeing like any sort of sports update, you turn on mm. TV, Sports Center's on, and like maybe a ticker is like, you know, you see the score, you're like, God damn it, like that just ruined. Right. My or someone whole you thing. hear somebody say something, sure. and also my brain, even if I don't see the actual score. Right. I will see like I'll pick up two bits of information and I'll know who won. Yeah. And it'll drive me crazy. I'll like look, I'll see the game's over, fifth set, and my eye will like immediately check. And if I know it's like, you know, 
one first layer, I know who it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's such a whatever. It's such a bummer when that happens. I but I guess I did get lucky and was not able to see any of the scores, any spoilers like that. But I don't know if there's a sport that's more riveting than an actually like very very intense tennis match. Oh yeah, when people are like into it, screaming, right, screaming and chanting. And they're going absolutely nuts, and then it gets super still right before the point. And then it's like it's this right. tense feeling that like comes and washes over the players. Right. There's like gasps. Yeah. Like when things are happening. Oh yeah. Like it's very strange it's viewing a, experience. It's a cool atmosphere, and I love how they're able to capture all of the sound. And like I thought that was one of the best matches I've ever I've ever seen, apart from the Skinner and Alcaraz match that we watched last year together. At Wimbledon. I think that's what got us back into tennis. Oh, yeah. Big time. Because we were just hanging out on your new couch, and that thing was on. Yeah. And we were like, oh, we're not going to hang out this late. And then this thing got thrown on, and we were like, oh, what's... Dude, we finished that thing up, and I think it was like one thirty in the morning. Right. Like, we were locked in. Yeah, it was the U.S. Open. I actually... Oh, you know what it was, dude? I actually watched it the night before, and I said, I'll watch it again with you. It's that good of a match. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and we ended up just um, powered through the whole damn thing. And the craziest thing was is that they were playing this match even later than we were up. It was like 2 in the morning over there when they were playing this match. And they're like on hour 4 or going on hour (laughs) 5 into these matches. Dudes are just playing all over the place. So I guess the whole point of the thing is, is that the Carlos Alcaraz and Djokovic match was so entertaining because there's so many little mind games there's so much momentum. You know, right. you like, get a couple reads. You start anticipating their shots because you're hitting. You're really, you're basically doing the same thing every single point, but everyone has tendencies. You can kind of pick up on that. So it's a game within a game, I feel like, for tennis. Yeah. And it's really entertaining to watch that it, unfold. It's, it's, I agree, like, completely. It's, it's just a great sport. It also, I always imagine myself being a tennis player and, like, winning one of those big matches. <laughs> And going home and, like, the sleep you must get. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm sure it's just, like, immediately in the top 10 every single time. Like, you got to be feeling great. You know, you're probably, like, with your best friend or your partner. Yeah. And you're like, we're going to go home and we're going to, like, just rewatch the match. Go over some film. Right. And we're going to hang out and you're going to just try to get some sleep and relax. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to give you any problems at all. Yeah. You just want a match. Right. Like no one's going to ask you to do anything. You're four and a half. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> your wife's not going to be like, can you go grab me a glass of water? Right. Like your legs are like above your head trying right. to, because you got to go back and do it again. Yeah. You got to do it again. For the most part, you got to go do it tomorrow. Yeah. That's the whole rinse. That's the crazy thing too, is you play for four hours and then you play like not the next day, but the following but you still got to go practice and do rehab right. and like all that stuff. And it's like, dude, this is, I got to do this six times to win a tournament. That's a lot of matches. That is a lot of matches. Six all, times. Alternating times. Yeah. And you can't lose once. One time you don't have your ace. Even if out. it, yeah. Cause also, I mean, I feel like when people go crazy for upsets and like the number eight guys playing like 121, it's like, yeah, but he's still 121 in the world. Like these you guys aren't still play. These guys aren't scrubs. Like they're qualifying for major tie, like major major tournaments. And if you don't have your like a stuff, the, this is a person's like when you have like when you play a team or you play somebody who has like their back against the yes, wall, they have dude. nothing to lose. They start playing out of their minds a bit. 
Yeah, they start maybe clicking into something. They start going for shots, and now they're they're landing. The pressure is completely off. Right. There's no, like you're supposed to get. You're supposed to lose. Right. So it, it just must be so incredibly hard to and, hold on to and one. And the fact of the matter as well is that sometimes you don't, me personally, and you personally, you know this firsthand, when you go on a basketball court, when you go on the golf course, when you go wherever to compete in your career playing, mm-hmm. you, you, like there's no way to have your A plus or A game every single time. There's no way to do that. You, no. can, you can always try. I'm not saying their preparation can't be there. No. But you actually executing play to your abilities is so difficult. So the people that are, I think, like Djokovic that have like and Federer and Nadal and like what maybe Carlos Alcaraz is going to be able to do in his career is that these guys just show up with their A game constantly. Or even if their A game isn't there, their B game will get them through until yeah. the A game starts to click. For sure. Because some at some point they're gonna click into something. Those top players will find some sort of gear yeah. to get them going. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta you gotta kinda ride the wave. Sure. A lot like golf in that way, you know. I think. But at times, I mean, you will have to say like Steph Curry like can go out and shoot, you know, three for fourteen behind the three point line. Yeah. I think that's totally true in basketball, maybe. But, like, I feel like tennis is just you find some rhythm. That's true. That's if you're true. really that elite, I feel like tennis is, like, you get you get enough chances at it okay. to start feeling, you know. That's true. And the margin for error is maybe a little bit less. You know, you, you don't really have to, like, you know, be painting the line out there. You have, like, a three- or four-foot alley to hit. Right. And then I assume, I don't know how often, like, eight seeds lose to whatever, 90 seeds. Yeah. I don't think it's a clean sweep most of the time. Very it's, rare is it like that like he like that 90C will come out a clean sweep. True. Them. That's a good point as well. Yeah, you're right. Like the better player is going to come out over time because their B game is going to be clicking most of the time. Just to hold them off. Like right. keep, keep them in the game until like they start for, figuring for sure. like okay, my serve isn't working. I have to do this. So mm-hmm. like very much like golf where of extremely elite players in specific times of their career can like click into something. Of course. And then, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. You might not always have the A game across all parts of the game, but you just pick up some of the other ones and when things are lacking in others. But basketball, you can't shoot the three ball. Okay. I got I got a tough cookie for you. The three ball ain't going to work tonight. Right. Great. Play, play some lockdown D, grab some boards. Right. You're driving, you're doing kick, something facilitate, else. and do something else. You're I good. could never do that as an athlete. If like one piece of my game wasn't working when I was like playing basketball or really? whatever, I couldn't like, I'm like, there goes my whole game. <laughs> <laughs> I never had like, oh, I'll just do these other things really well. Like my offense wasn't clicking. Like I don't, I'm not great rebounder, not a stellar defender. Okay. You know, I sure, I guess. If you my know, offensive can, game isn't working. Buddy, I'm, you can I'm, always hustle though. I don't <laughs> hustle really either. <laughs> I'll dive on a ball. Yeah. You know what? You could celebrate. I can you celebrate. Can, you can bring the fire. Though. I bring that's, the fire. That's for sure. But I did have my A game was the tournament on Sunday. So the day after yeah, this tennis you, tournament. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You couldn't help yourself when you had to text me how I did that day. I also played golf. I was trying to be nice. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> yeah, I just I wanted to tell you how I did. I know. I actually, I had a feeling right when that text came through, I'm like, this man's going to about to just. Right. Let, let me know something big time happened. I just needed to be like, I did, I'm trying to be more conscientious of being like one of my friends. Yeah. You know, like, hey, how'd you do today? Not being like, hey, guess what I shot? <laughs> you know, like, you know, trying to ease into it. No, it was but, great. It was great. 
came in hungover, double skins at Yukaipa, like we said earlier. This is Sunday. Wake up, Mikey and I go over together. I, you know, gotta get food in the system, so we go McDonald's. Have to, especially if you're hungover. Right. There's no way you're making it to the turn. Two chicken McRows with cheese. Also, what did you do the night before? The soccer tournament. Okay. Oh, and banged so, up. Okay. Gotcha. 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 We like started to tailgate at my old college campus, essentially. Oh, bubba. And we got there a little later than we were hoping. Oh, that's right. Because also, I, I forgot the game plan that you guys had in place. You're like, okay, we got to get a little bit sauced up. You know, we're going to maybe right. chant and do this kind of stuff for the game. No one was even there. Gotcha. Okay. So, like, it was like, un, like our, nobody was there. Gotcha. Okay. For the soccer game. So, anyways. And we. Two, yeah. two chicken McGriddles with, with cheese. cheese. I, I just and can't. I get a coffee. It was the worst coffee coffee ever. I had to sip through the way. Didn't even drink the coffee. At McDonald's. Yeah, the McDonald's coffee is it's is a bad choice. I got a caramel macchiato. It was essentially what? it was two percent milk with a shot of espresso on top. That was it. Did, wait, it was, was a it, tough choice. Was it was it called a caramel macchiato? I yeah, think? ice caramel macchiato. Yeah. It was a tough Yo. choice. It was a tough choice. It was a tough choice. I can't believe McDonald's <laughs> even even actually makes. I think Mike like even that. said "oof" when I ordered. Yeah. <laughs> and I got the thing, and it was just milk with like a half shot of espresso <laughs> on top. And Mikey and I look at each other. I'm like, I'll just get more coffee in the clubhouse. Like, I'll dump half of this out and just sure. pour coffee in it. Yeah, it's a great call. And I just forgot in the car. Whatever. But I, I came off a good round of 80, 81 and 82. Great rounds, dude, at Mile Square for um, the club championship. Two career lows. If you shot 82, then 81. But I shot, an, did I shoot an 80? No, that was me. Okay. Yeah, I went That's 80, right. 81. That's right. Yeah. I shot 82 and you went 81. You beat me. It's tough. <laughs> Um, I just, I don't know. Yukaipa isn't that crazy difficult of a course. I would say it's like you have more opportunities to lose a golf ball there than you do Miles Square. Okay, gotcha. Like you can miss right and go OB into houses. There is a lot of water. There's some water there. Also, um, you know, it, it's a course that you have notoriously struggled with a little bit though in the past. At times where I'm just not having my game, it just seems to really eat me up and it can eat you up over there because some of the lives aren't great on out bounds. Sure. You're heading to the El Pollo Loco parking lot. It gets tough out there. But I knew that if I kept with my strategy, which is I warmed up the same way. Couple drills. Couple drills, putting tea, just putting. Chicken McGriddles, just chicken, on, on Right point. back to the system. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and if I could keep the ball in play, I felt like I could do something special. Right. And then the and going back to the pre-shot routine. Right. And the pre-shot routine, which is the biggest part of my golf game, dude. It's it's I would say almost all of it, dude. It like literally sets you up. <laughs> right. It sets you like it literally gets you tapped in to hit a golf shot, and it's crazy because you like are joking around, hanging out, and then I see you do the routine, and it's fucking game time. You can see it. It's, it's a noticeable difference and like it kind of switches your mental a little which bit. Which is, which I need. Yeah. I mean, everyone needs that. It's, everyone it, does. It's funny because people don't believe me. I'm like, oh, what have you been doing differently? I'm like, a couple drills in my warm up, and I've done my pre-shot routine. I can almost promise you it's the pre-shot routine. Yeah. I'm sure the drills are helping me contact it a bit better. A little bit. But there's something about this pre-shot routine that's got me in like a flow state. Yeah. For sure. And For just, sure. And it just locks me in. But anyways, the long and the short of it is I shot a 78. Yeah, dude, that's unbelievable. 
And a little butthurt that I wasn't there. But I'm just at this point glad that you did it because you've been hovering around that that 80 mark. And we even actually said it on the podcast last week, if I'm not mistaken. And you used to like panic and freak out. Like if you were like one over through seven, oh for sure. You were done. You were you guaranteed the next six holes you were going like ten over. Yeah. It just chalked. Like what the, the mental hell wasn't that? there. I blew right. up. And I think you were just putting yourself in enough positions over time. I mean, like, this is who I am. This is how I play golf. And it's not a shock to me anymore when I'm, when I shoot a 38 on the front, like right. that can, that, that can happen. Right. And, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, I shot the best night of my life, 38. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do that on the front or the back? The front. We started off 1B. Okay. And nice. nobody was in front of us. They, we okay. saw him on the first hole, and that was the last time we saw him, essentially. Nice. So we were able to get into a nice rhythm. Steve and, um, you know, Rob play really slow. Like, which is fine. Which is fine. It helps me actually now. You're like, that's, it is good. It's going to be what it's going to be. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to, like, worry about how For I can, like, hit my next It just shot. doesn't even bug me anymore. Yeah. I think there's something out there's um, something about playing a tournament. And like playing f- a five-hour round, well, I have no problem doing that. Doing that, I enjoy it. If it runs too fast, I feel like I'm not present for it. Yeah, and I'm like having to like rush, and I'm not thinking through everything that I need to think through. Yeah, I know it sounds ridiculous being out there for five hours. You're like, whoa, why am I out here? But by whole like eleven, you're like, I feel like I haven't even started. Yeah, because maybe things aren't going quite well yet. And you're like, I haven't even gotten into like my my golf game round. Yet. Like, yeah, my you gotta game. give me a couple more holes. Yeah. But, you know, so we started off on one and um, just from hole number one, I hit a drive. It was okay. Kept it within the, within the navigational pool here. Within the, within the Whoa, navigational pool. You know, kept it within the, you know. <laughs> the boundaries, the confines. The fairway. <laughs> and um, first wedge, I put it to six feet. Oh. Did you start birdie? Start birdie. Make oh six my footer. god, dude! What is with you starting tournaments? Yeah, just last two turns, birdie, birdie. Right, it's unbelievable. Two, three looks at it, and then hole number two, which I always joke with Mikey because that that hole single handedly comes up, stuffs me in a locker, <laughs> locks it, and pulls my pants down before he does it. This hole has me chalked. And every time I joke with Mike, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad they did a course redesign just for this hole. Right. Like, they changed this hole because I can't seem to, like, get it. And I think it's because there's, like, a hill up on the right. Sure. So if you miss super far right, your ball can easily get lost up there. It's happened on multiple shots that shouldn't that shouldn't be gone, and they just disappear. Because there's, like, bushes or something going on up there. Left is houses. Yes. And that's, that's right tough. down the middle is a bunch of bunkers. What? Like, oh, like sounds unplayable. Like, like, like the like the <laughs> so it's like a slight dog leg left, but the bunkers are carry. You can carry them. Right. You could carry easy. It wouldn't even be a factor for you. But it's like like two forty. Okay. So it's like just far enough for me to. And be And also, like, I would be nervous because I'm worried about missing oh, it left. I'm yeah houses and and just losing a golf ball up in the hill. And you go up in that hill and you find your golf ball and you're and then the bunk there's two really tight bunkers on the green as well. So yeah, that's tough for a par five. And what's the handicap on that hole? It's gotta be like I think it's like oh, four, it's like, five or six. Yeah. To me, it's it's easily number one. Okay. It's one of the hardest holes I've ever played. Really? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Even the layup shot, you're like, okay, leave myself to whatever. So that's why I did. I just didn't even try to go for it. Yeah. Sometimes I'll debate. I'm like, ooh. 
you know, 205 hybrid sure. bunker. Like these bunkers at Ukaipa might as well just be like hitting off of concrete. Yeah. It's just like, it's so tough. you're in those bunkers. It's like actually like devastating. Right. So you just avoid those at all costs. I was, uh, that was part of the, the game plan going into this tournament. I was like, buddy, just don't hit in the bunker ever. 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 Like, like ever. Just- I just avoided <laughs> all of it at all costs. And so I just laid up. I end up having like a really good look at birdie. Wow. Love that. Three putted. Ah, that's tough. So went bogey. Okay. The, so immediately just set my mind right back to like, you could have had that easily. Sure. We need to go hit a golf shot now. Yeah. Like just shake that off. I end up going like par. And, and any time, and also you would also be very thrilled if you're even par through two holes and like, you're like, that's that I should be thrilled and hang my hat right. on that. And that's your worst hole. If the worst hole of your day is going to be a bogey, like nope, we're no gonna, we get you already got out of the way and you have all the rest of your holes you For can sure. get going. So I just tap right back in. Right back in. Nice. Go par. Nice. Another easy par three. Dude, you're just like, I'm, I'm even through three right now. Even through three. Then your boy almost makes an eagle. Par oh four. Almost make it a 140 shot on a bad lie. Wow, I'm, at, I'm like less than a foot away. Tap in birdie. Jesus. So I'm like. Everything's firing. You're like, oh right. my God, I could be. And then you're like, I could be like two under right now. Like pretty maybe, easily. Maybe didn't three putt on the par five. Should've, yeah, like I should have had <laughs> yeah, dude. two under. It's crazy. And so the rest of the round, you know, I don't need to break down each shot. But like that nine hour was a highlight. I ended up going like, you know, bogey, par, par, whatever. Fish out. Sure. 38. Now I'm starting to, like, try to get into this golf round. Uh, the whole the theme of the round for me, like, everyone's like, well, what was working really well for you? And I'm like, my golf game, I don't think is, wow, this really was my highlight of my game. My whole game is just working. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, like, my driving's okay. My mid-irons are okay. My wedges are okay. And my putting is okay. Yeah. Every once in a while, I will... Spike and hit a really great one, but for the most part, I'm pretty like. Well, that's that's the whole thing. That's I mean, everyone talks about it. It's like you know, Tiger Woods has his five things to like, you know, play good golf, right? And it's like you know, no penalty shots, no three putts, no bogeys from 125 and in, you know, like all that kind of stuff. It's like everything he's explaining is not extra extravagant golf. It's very very simple. Don't make mistakes. Very okay. Same thing with Will Zalatoris. I just aimed in the middle of the green, and I just I just hope more putts drop from 15, 20 feet. Like, <laughs> I mean, that, it's very I, simple. I, and that's how I've just, you know, been practicing my mental with it. Sure. Um, and it just, you know, worked. You know, it was really cool. I wasn't really keeping score. Like, I wasn't, like, writing down where I was at, knowing with the last four holes to go where I could finish. You know, I didn't want to put that pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I shoot an 80, that'd be my lowest round ever. So let's just keep like where I'm at. And I ended up like not doing too high. I went like par, par, bogey, whatever. Like I'm not playing. I'm like kind of holding on. I'm holding on to the game right now. Yeah. Saving some bogeys. I'm making like a four or five foot putt for a bogey every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all it's re- that's all it really takes though. What's par there? Is it 72? 72. Wow, dudes. You shot six over par. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Special. 38. Boy, boy had it. 38 and 40, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so really cool. So I ended up cool. just taking, you know, the rest of the game on and 
And no, and no doubles. No doubles. Yeah, that's that's huge. No doubles. I think like maybe two, three putts. Um, a lot of fairways, if not first cuts. Yeah. A lot of like balls on greens. Just or near just them. simple golf, unlike me over here, and spraying it all over. I the mean, place. you looked much better tonight. Tonight <laughs> looked like you got back on the rails a bit. Yeah, I. You know what it was actually? I spent some time um, over at the in-laws' place this past weekend. Really fun, but I ended up playing a a fair bit of, of golf actually, the, like in, on the, their in monitor, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, a fair bit. Like I played like thirteen or fourteen holes like on Friday, ooh, by myself, and Katie was like hanging out there in the garage, and then we must have hit like we we I don't know we played like seventeen or fifteen holes like the next day as well. So you play a good amount of golf, and then I also played on Sunday. That's right. So like I I was like getting a ton of reps, and all I've been doing is like trying to get things a little bit more consistent, not trying to like flail. And like, I'm trying to like use my body way more in my golf swing. And it seems to be working where I'm not, I didn't hit like one toe hook all day today. It didn't really hit a toe hook ever on Sunday. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Like that's like, I'm eliminating the left side of the golf course right now, which is fantastic. So now I'm just hitting on target with like slight draws or like I'm just hitting pushes. You know, and that's right. that's way better than me doing push cuts and and like snap hooks. And I'm just like missing 60 yards left and right and my fans massive. Like now I've just got like a 40 yard fan and it right. feels way more in control, which is great. You can start aiming it a little bit more. A little bit more. Yeah, dude. Sometimes I just step on the team. I have no idea what's going to happen. And just which like, is like terrifying for me. And also, yeah, it's, it's my worst fear. Right. And I just hope that my recovery game is good enough. And it's just like. I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, you know, have that in my back pocket at all times and like go and fall back on my recovery game. That should just like help me every once in a while, not be my game. So anyways, I think the, uh, I think the simulator definitely helped with that because then I can like check my like club path and like, you know, where I strike it and how my closer, like the closing rate is and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, I actually like spending more time on this, like makes a lot of sense. Right. Maybe it's not the most accurate, but it gives me a general idea of like what I'm doing. Like, I'm not out there nitpicking numbers. Like I'm not good enough for that. But like, as long as I'm in the general vicinity of what I'm looking for, great. So I feel like I've now like, it's like, um, you know, you're just kind of fine tuning. You're just tuning a little bit. You're like your right. feels every once in a while. So, yeah, it was working way, way better. Played some decent golf on Sunday. You know, it, the only time I really got in trouble um, is I just had like two holes that I just couldn't finish. And I just hit two balls out of bounds. And so at Dove, everything's white stake. And so we were playing the Masters and we we're playing a, like a two-man best ball game for like money. And so like we were playing like true rules that day. So like you hit a ball out of bounds, you got to drop another one. And like go hit again. So like I did it Tough. twice. I did it twice. One on the cart path, unfortunate balance on that par five on number nine. Okay, hit the yeah. cart path and it just like went straight into the bushes. I'm like, that's really unfortunate. But I just hit like a little bit of a weird strike on a driver. And then, you know, went out there, took stroke and distance actually, because I thought that maybe I might find it in the bushes. Didn't. And now I'm hitting four. And then I hit that five iron out of bounds. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> It could be, right. I could be carding like a 10 or like a nine. Who knows? So I, you know, just carded like. The most it? you could take for your handicap is a double. Is a double. So I just took double. Right. And it's fine. We move on. I'm going to lose the masters that round. No big deal. 
whatever. Uh, I just didn't want to lose like a third golf ball. So I'll like, I'll drop in the hundred right. yards out and just play and just, you know, get a couple reps Have in. Fun. Right. Exactly. Did it again on 18. Um, took five iron off the tee and 18 that close right. kind of tight. I'm like, I'm just going to hit dry or I'm going to hit five iron, you know, keep the hybrid and the driver in the bag. Just get me out there 200, 210 yards. We'll have like 145 in and hit two five irons out of bounds off the tee. That's really And tough. it's like, okay, that's brutal. And also, but like, you know, again, in my defense, maybe I was getting tired. Lapse of concentration. Hungover. Dude, I was brutally hungover, dude. Yeah, I was like called out of that round. I was like, dude, it's it's hot over in Dub <laughs> Like, dude, it's like 95, right. you know, like brutal. And you're full of pork. Dude, <laughs> full of pork. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that one sec after the wrap of the golf round, but ended up shooting with those double bogeys. 81, which is fantastic on that course. That's awesome. I, I get if you want to card it in S81, it was probably more of like an 86, 87. But like, whatever. I felt like the majority of the day, I had a lot of pars, a couple birdies, drove the ball great. Um, short game was really working. It was nice. Felt like right. I was, I was, was in, on fire. I felt like I was in really, really, really good control, and I feel like our golf games are in a really good spot. So, Which is nice. Right in time for my club championship in my other place. Love that, dude. Yeah. Love that. Now you're going to unfortunately play off like a nine handicap probably. I'm an 11 <laughs> right now. <laughs> Woo. Dude, we're almost down to single digits for you. I mean, that That's was all goal. time. I think I said 10 or 11 getting it down this year would be where I, I would think be you said about. 12 end of the year of this summer yeah. would be unbelievable because I think you started at 16. What's great is that we have it all recorded on the podcast. Now, right. So we want to go like, listen back to in the cabbage. <laughs> right. And figure out where we were at with it. I think you were around like at a 16, 17 ish um, because of the club championship last year. You were like at a 19. Yeah. And so starting this year, we're at that 15, 16 range. And you said, if I can get it down to 12 at the end of the summer that you'd be really happy about it and you're like you're approaching single digits i put one more of those rounds together i'm gonna be like i think my last round was like 86 92 like and then you're like rattling off low 80s low and 80s in a and 78 a 78 yeah i mean you're right there at like a 10 i'm basically. like two more good rounds to being like a 10 or a nine yeah which and you is also way too low I, <laughs> I also thought you said that the that your main goal would be like get to single digits in like two years. Right. At the beginning of this. So clearly we're on to something and like a lot of it is mental, but there is certainly something to be said about doing a couple of drills, simple drills every once in a while too. That's, that's helped you out with a couple of fields. I mean, not even bit. that much. Like I went to the driving range one once, time. Once. And I think it's a lot of it is just all mental. Like that pre-shot routine. Right. Okay. We can, we can stop. We can start love jerking it. that thing off. Love it. <laughs> but love it truly it. is. It's so true. <laughs> um, more golf here for you though, would be the open just happened as well. Mm. And to be honest, I watched a lot of Thursday and Friday dabbled on Saturday. And when I saw, you know, I forget, I can't remember the guy's name who won. Um, Brian Harmon. Like when I saw he was up, at like, you know, hole five or six. I'm like, this is, there's no way. The weather isn't good enough. He's too much of a lead. It's, it's over. Sure. That's, that's a good pay, way of putting it for But at the same time though, he can start making bogeys left and right. Yeah. But you never know. I just felt like the course wasn't gonna. Yeah. The guy but was I'll, on fire. I'll, yeah, I know. I mean, when you have your stuff, you have your stuff. And it was certainly his day in tournament. He, it was pretty clinical what he was able to do. Super boring. You know, I... I mean, boring, boring. Boring, boring, dude. So boring. But 
I thought the level of golf that he was playing was pretty, pretty. I know he made a joke solid. about the waggle, the pre-shot waggles. Dude, it was out of control. Like I get, he's like, oh, I have a, you know, I have a trophy. It's like, yeah, dude, you do, but like, you got, you can't do that. There was like a, there was like a pre-shot waggle counter. Right, and it was like already a hundred, like at, like on one round. Yeah, dude, it was like I don't know. It was like a th- like multiple thousands, or so. I think maybe it was a joke that I saw on Instagram. But it's out of control. It was tough for me to watch actually live. Why? Like, I understand. Way too twitchy. It's too much, dude. Too much. But like, I guess if you're gonna win a major championship, maybe it's a little bit higher anxiety. Whatever. The point. The fact of the matter is, it was too much. But the f- golf that he was putting on display was really cool, and it was pretty. It was it was rock solid. I mean, the man didn't ever messed up. I think he was like a hundred for a hundred from like f- ten feet. Yeah, in he or was something. Uh, fifty eight or fifty seven out of fifty eight for the weekend for putts under ten feet. Crazy. So maybe a lot of those are like you know two, three, four footers. A lot of them, but I'm you throw in like five to like eight. Seven footers, mm-hmm. like you're. I'm, that's not a gimme. Those are no gimmies for those guys. Those right. are like that's you know you're making those sixty percent of the time. And you just bang. Yeah, that's up. it was crazy. So the putter was just hot, and I guess it's fun to see that in an era of just bombing it down the fairway and like you know speed is everything in golf right now. It was cool to see some of that technical play really uh, shine through. It was boring. I mean, it was just really news fast, dude. <laughs> it really was. Okay, it really I, was. I don't know what. Like, it's hard to be like, what you gotta do differently. It's like some of these European courses that have a lot of history. It's really, really cool. Like, I would. I'm sure I would much rather play these like Liverpool's and stuff like that. Like personally, like if I'm gonna go play a course, I'd much rather go play the open side of the bracket than the U.S. side. But the yeah. U.S. side has at least like some. Some cool courses to look at on television. Yeah, that's exactly it. It just the the, the live or the uh, sorry the um, the link style courses don't film well on TV. They don't show very well. It just looks so bleh on TV. It's just like all gray. Yeah, or not gray, but it's all like it's all brownish. Brown. Yeah, it's kind of burnt out, or it's just super gloomy. There's no mountains. It's just like an ocean in the faint background, but it's not like present. Right, and it's just like the, the golf is boring. Yeah, because you have it to play was tough. safe. It's it was safe. It was just tough. Like, don't get me wrong. St. Andrews, perfect. Like, perfect course for it. Like, that's the only one I can really think of on the open that I really get jazzed for. Sure, that's a good point. It is fun. I guess it's fun every once in a while with the style of golf. But um, I don't know. I guess maybe you got to really bank on, like, the golf being ex- more exciting. You, the golf needs to be better. Or the, it needs to be tighter. Or the fans need to be better, too. I thought the yeah, fans the fan weren't that look, great. It was also just raining all weekend, too, right. as well. So, like, the fact that people were out there and, like, ponchos and stuff and, like, 20-mile-an-hour winds, like, good for them. Right. Like, and uh, and don't get me wrong, the U.S. crowd was awful this year. I think the L.A. At the U.S. Yeah. Open? Yeah, that was a big the old country flop. country club was not great for hosting. Visually appealing, not great people-wise or viewing, but... Mm-hmm. Um, also after that, so, um, before we move on here, we can touch real brief, briefly on the barbecue and stuff like that. Oh, that's right. And, uh, you know, it was a good thing that we were playing some golf. It was a good thing that we had the barbecue over at the in-laws because the, the open was like, just kind of, eh, you know, right. we had other things going on. So I actually got pretty lucky that they had the Traeger there as well. And I got to smoke some, uh, pork shoulder. That boy. 
dude, that absolutely blew my hair back. How like one, how easy it was, but two, how good I tasted. It, you, it was unbelievable. Um, okay, we can kind of nerd out a little bit about the cooking right now. We did like a went to Costco. It's also unbelievably cheap. Unbelievable yeah, cheap. Three dollars a pound. So I got right. ten pounds of pulled pork. And that that could feed twenty people. Easy. Right. Easy. I mean, I ate six sandwiches over the course of the next like four days. <laughs> like we had that many leftovers. And right. then Katie had a couple and her parent we also fed her parents and then left the leftovers for them to keep and eat the next day. Like we could feed 20, 25 Crazy. people with that. And it's 30 bucks. Um, but basically just did like a quick little mustard binder, watched a couple of YouTube videos. I had no idea what I was doing. Just did a simple like salt, uh, salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, paprika, light brown sugar. That was kind of it. Basically. You know what's cool about pulled pork is it's the um, easiest smoking meat you can do. So they yeah. say a lot of times, like when you're starting on your adventure of smoking, not saying like, oh, like you, you know, it's like you should try something harder, but like it's actually it's like, very forgiving, right? Right. Like you can basically throw whatever you want on it and it's going to taste good. Right. And it, oh, dude, and it did. Like it was so easy. Prepped the meat the night before, took maybe 10 minutes because it was already all trimmed up and everything. Like just like slapped it on like a cooking tray, slathered it in butter and, or the uh, mustard, mustard. And, and seasonings. Threw it back in the fridge. And then I just woke up at 7 a.m., mm -hmm. threw it on the Traeger, stick the little meat thermometer in, turn it on, set it, and it's connected to my phone now. So I go back to bed for like another three, four hours and then wake up and it's already like at 165 internal, like after like the super smoke is done, is done basically. Wrap it up in foil and then just throw it back in there at like 300 for like two hours. And it was like done. It was a reading at like 208. I'm like, oh, it's, it's done. Right, yanked it. Yanked it. it uh, maybe I t it took me actually like attending to the meat and checking and do all the stuff and putting it all away and foiling. It probably took me like 20 minutes, 30 right. minutes. To That's do what's the great thing about that trigger. I know people, um, like people in the smoke world shit on it because it's like, oh, it's not real you smoking. You know what? Whatever. Like, right. I mean, for, for us that are not going to dedicate, you need to dedicate like two to three years of your life. To really understanding to, smoking. Yes. And like, I get it. But like, dude, I literally watched a YouTube video on it. I know all I did it was basically for like the temperature. So I had no idea like what temperature I needed to hit, all that stuff, right. how to get there. And so once I got that, dude, I, I mean like restaurant quality pulled pork. Yeah. Like way, like some, like, I'm sorry, but like way some better than like, yeah, for sure. Way better did than you the make seals. Like, um did you do like a sauce? Did you dump the juices into the... I did. Okay. So like once I took all of like, once it cooked in the foil, then I dumped all of the, the fat just like back into the pork and just Perfect. mixed it all together. I had probably, you know, like a small handful left of the seasoning left for the dry rub and I threw it back in with the pork Perfect. to just like re-season it again. Mm -hmm. Once it's all mixed together and shredded, I made a barbecue sauce that was primarily vinegar based with apple cider vinegar fire mm -hmm. and like just getting the ratios right with just like some honey light brown sugar tons of apple cider vinegar maybe a little mustard salt pepper garlic powder onion powder blend it up and right like with an immersion blender that's it it's all she wrote and it was <laughs> unbelievable when i made a uh green apple slaw to go along with the pork oh buddy and you were that, it up. that was the big hitter 
Mm-hmm. That was the one that really took it over the edge. So I thought green apple and pork, that can't be bad. I mean, so, it's a great call by you. So I did a green apple, like semi, it's more vinegar based slaw. I, I'm, I'm not really into the whole creamy coleslaw on a, on a pulled pork sandwich. That's right. not me, but maybe some people do like that, but I still put a little bit of like, you know, mayo and then apple cider vinegar and all that kind of stuff right. that goes along with it. But the, the green apple was pretty special in there. So, um, I think easily one of the best meals I've, I've ever made. I mean, yeah. it was just like, I was worried because I've never done anything. Like, I've never made coleslaw. I've never made, right. like, you know, I've you never, got people coming over hanging out. Right. Exactly. I got to feed like 10 other people. So mm-hmm. I'm like kind of worried that this is going to be the main star of the show here. Granted, we, yes, we did have some hot dogs. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. It was a little security blanket there, but you know, main star of the show is the pulled pork. Exa- ex- exactly. So right. when it turned out that great, and investing in some brioche buns, actually, that was, that really makes it too. Oh yeah, some good buns for it. Good brioche buns. We didn't skimp on that. The barbecue sauce, dude, it was it was pretty all time. Then we had a great pasta salad, great fruit bowl, another salad. I mean, we and then we had s'mores. Like we were just balling out. You guys, everyone. Sounds like a good time. I'm, it was unfortunately great. had to miss it. Yeah, but you all you got to watch some tennis and soccer, so that ain't too bad either. Yeah, and yeah. shoot and shoot a career low. Which was, you know, a nice break, little weekend. Break 80. So what's, uh, I think that was one of the best things that I've made in a while. But what about, what about you? What's, what's the, uh, what's been going on with me in the cooking realm? Yeah. What is one of the better things you made recently? Um, recently, not too much, you know, groceries are so tired around the house. Like when I usually like to make a meal, I have to go and do extra grocery shopping on top of it. Sure. Just haven't been home very often to be able to do it. This actually might be the first weekend where Mass and I kind of like chill out a little pump bit. Pump the brakes. Yeah. I've been saying that to Katie too. I'm like, I'm dude, like we got to chill out. Like, we, we leave two weeks from now for Nick's wedding. And like, I, I might need to recharge the batteries a little bit here. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, there's no sports to recharge the batteries with. So I'm going to be watching nothing. Yeah, but, that's tough. Um, you can garden a little bit. That's what I'm going to do. Garden yeah. a little bit, hang out, probably just play some video games. But um, some things I've made like this year or a little bit of the last, in the last year. Sure. Was, oh, yeah. One of the favorite things that um, you made recently. The turkeys I did. Oh, my God, dude. The turkey was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I even came over and like I didn't eat Thanksgiving with you guys, but I came over afterwards. I think I was maybe coming from the in-laws, another family's right. place, whatever. That... Turkey was a total game changer. My dad doesn't even make turkey that wet. Like the same, it doesn't even, he's not even going to do um, a classic turkey anymore. He did the, the spatchcock turkey. turkey with me. Dude. Unreal. Oh my, oh my God. Makes turkey a thousand times better. Holy shit. I mean, like uh, bo- turkey is borderline inedible sometimes when it gets served to you at a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. I did like a honey, um, Let's call it bourbon, like for lack of better remembering. I can get you like a honey bourbon glaze. Yeah. And all I, I do is, was. Just, you know, how easy it is to glaze something. Like how well you can glaze something when it's flat. It's so I'm sure it's right. so much easier. So I was able to like yank it out of this. Like I have a shitty look. Like it's a fun little oven and gets the job done. Right. Not a great oven. If I had like a really nice oven with like actual distance, this turkey would have turned out insane. Way good. better. Way better. Because you can also maybe even do like a. What is it called? Convection oven? Right. I can really crisp that thing up. Yeah, dude. Because a screen, so that, that turkey was great. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that one was insane. And then you did a simple one too because you did two turkeys. Mm-hmm. What was the other simple one? Because I love that, that one. That one was the 
I was just a classic butter herbed. I mean, turkey. that shit was unbelievable. Both through salt Slapped. brined overnight. Yeah. Dry? Dry salt brined, mm-hmm. um, which is the way to go. Just because it just dries everything out. Yeah. So did that and then, you know, seasoned them um, the next morning and just threw them in the oven. Yeah, I mean, those the things. worst part about it is just cutting the, the, the backbone out. It takes 10 minutes. If you buy, which they recommend, which I wish I would have done, was buying um, gardening shears. Yeah. And using that, I didn't do that. I used my knife and like, or I used my scissors. Scissors wouldn't get through it. So I just like cracked a bone and then just like, yeah, went down the back like that, which wasn't great, but it got the job done. Sure. I mean, you're not spatchcocking chickens and turkeys every, like every weekend. No, but I'd probably go buy some, you know, next time you do it, gardening shears. But you have them. So, um, the turkey, uh, beef bourguignon, uh, which I've made a couple yeah, times. Yeah, dude, that was that was an all-time hitter. I've watched a video on that as well after you showed me, and I, got, I actually got to try it. Yeah, it was, it's like the ultimate umami bomb for, like, French cooking, right? Yeah, it's just, like, warm. I mean, like, with, like, a chive, sour cream, mashed potato. Oh, I would love to do That's a total, uh, you know, winter comfort dish. Just hanging out, like when you it's cold outside. Maybe you're, you're just, have, maybe it's raining on Sunday. Right, you, know, you just have winter. that in the oven all day. Oh just get watch football and come back <laughs> and hang out. It's a good time. That yeah. Sunday night football turns on, and you're just it's, stuffed. It's, it's red wine, rosemary, and and beef, and you're like, that's that's the stuff you can really. Right, just, and like, I have all that stuff to make it now for my garden. Nice, oh, um, super cool. So I've got to do that again. But yeah, like, and then I just love. I mean, I'm like, I think I'm gonna make shrimp scampi this weekend. Okay, nice. But I'm not going to do with linguine. That's I've never been a shrimp rocks. scampi kind of guy, but I would love to see what you'd come up with and if you like it. Yeah, and also like um, lemon is really popular right now. Very, very popular. Like lemon, some lemon bars, lemon strawberry cakes. It's I've a, been watching a, some people, like which I guess is a thing in Italy, make lemon pesto. Have you seen this recently? I have, yes. So I think I might make some lemon pesto. Over I've the also seen too. a I've also seen a lemon a lemon chimichurri. Right. And that's probably just got slapped too. Oh, I'm sure, dude. Right. You put that on like a little fish, chicken, or something like that. Oh my god, that would hit. Yeah, so that's been that's been, you know, the extent of my cooking. Um but yeah, man, I, really it, cool. It's uh it's always a good time. I love chefing it up. But yeah, so you know, another little thing we got some something to look forward to here is the Ryder Cup. The actual Ryder mm, Cup. It's mm-hmm. gonna be in Rome this year. Is um, it? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be interesting. And if you're talking about like USA last the two years ago, wiped the floor yeah, it was with not Europe. Even, it was not even close. I bought a shirt. Like it was the biggest blowout in like Ryder Cup history. It was embarrassing. Which like I stopped watching actually. Yeah, which sucks. But at the same time, I just love the Ryder Cup. So it was fun to see the team kind of bond. This year will not be that. I don't think US has ever beat um Europe in European soil. Mm, interesting. I didn't know that. If, I, if someone fact check me if that's the case, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Um and the Europeans are playing some good golf right now. Yeah, they are. They got some solid players. And they always, you know, their game doesn't quite always translate over to the U.S. soil that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I will have to say that ours maybe transfers as a definitely better. But certainly they have the upper hand playing in those kinds of uh And they always set up the course to what the Europeans are great at. So you can expect a lot of like weirdly tight flags that are up short really tight fairways, really punishing, like, 
like wayward shots because they're just gonna Europeans are gonna keep it within you know the fair west. Sure. Um, if you had to bring twelve guys to the Ryder Cup for the U.S., who would you bring? Oh my God! Right now? Yeah. Let's just we can rattle off together. Okay. Well, you got to bring Scotty. Scotty. Um, Spieth. Yeah, I, yeah. You got to take Jordan Spieth. Morikawa. You got to take Morikawa. You got to take Xander. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooks. Yeah, you got to play. You got to pick Brooks, and then Homa. Yeah, points wise, he's in. Yeah, no he's choice. in. He's in. Um, I wouldn't mind Tony Finau. Okay, as like as like a maybe like a tenth or eleventh guy right okay. now. Um. Was that seven? Mm-hmm. Yikes. I think I have a picture of it. Uh, Harmon has to be a part of it now because yep. he won. Mm-hmm. So eight. I just watched a report on this because um, of foreplay. Danny Rappenport did his like mm-hmm. uh, his report, basically. I'm trying to like... Fowler, oh, nine. There we go. Thank you. Fowler, that's a good one to put in there. I'm struggling without like a list in front of me. Um Sam Burns could be up there f- as another one that mm-hmm. they take because he's been playing Unreal at Live. Yeah, he's been playing really well. Uh, no, no, no. He's on. He's on the PGA. T- he was on the PGA Tour. Sam Burns. He never went to Live. Who's the guy on Live that I'm thinking of? Taylor Gooch. Yeah, Gooch. Sam Burns could be on there. Um, Cameron Young is probably going to be on there this year. Um, I'm not taking Justin Thomas. That's for sure. And they're saying Justin Thomas. That's tough. Is the 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 Ryder Cup guys want him, so that'd be around your. That's 12 fine. There, that's fine. You know, if they if they want him in for chemistry reasons, and he you know he might be playing some better golf every once in a while. Mm-hmm. He's just having a little bit of an off year. Love to see that Ricky Fowler is in it. So that's really cool. Um, I think Spieth, I, Fowler, and JT are also all really good friends. Yeah. Um. Do you take um. I wouldn't take. Do you take Keegan, do, you, do you take Keegan Bradley? Yeah, I take Keegan Bradley over Fino. Yeah, he's he's, he's playing really he well. He won a tournament year. this year. He should. He deserves it for sure. Um, he definitely does. And I bring Harry Higgs from the personality. Oh God, no, I'm just joking. If but yeah, can. it'll be interesting to see the two the two clash of this uh, tournament. I'm really excited for it. I didn't know it was being held in Rome. Really exciting for that. Um, when is that tournament that actually starts? End of September, I believe. Okay. Yeah. God, it's so far away. Uh, but you're going to blink and it's going to be the end of September. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. We're going to, like, fly through August. And it won't even matter. And then in September, I'm fully booked. I think my weekend's already booked for September. You know, it's bumming me out. We're almost at the tail end here of the uh, the golfing season. Yeah, but like in California, it don't even feel like it ends <laughs> for me. I know it doesn't. And our really golfing end. season starts up right after October again. We start right up with our tournaments in January. True, and we also go to Newport. Mm-hmm. But it is nice, really walking out, going to play Coast Mesa, and playing fifteen holes. So we played seventeen holes today. Yeah, I was wiped though. Yeah. The boy was tired. <laughs> it's a good little mix-up for like playing twenty twenty-four bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was fun. I think I think it's it a great good time. Stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm look really looking forward to that Ryder Cup, dude. I like that roster. I think we got a good chance. I think we'll probably we'll probably beat them again, but I feel like it's gonna be closer this time yeah. just because of the, you know, they got Rory, Tommy Fleetwood right now, Tara Hatton, um, Fitzpatrick. They can even argue about taking maybe like the younger brother as an add-on. 
Do the do the Canadians play in this? Mm-hmm. That's the President's Cup, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's supposed to just be English people, right? What about um, Shane Lowry? Who's got probably going to be probably on it? On there, okay. I think they got a good squad, but again, I think when you look at the overall talent, it's not even close. Yeah, it's tough, but. Uh, it better be closer this year because, my goodness. It was, it was a, tough last year. Yeah, it was a big letdown. You just open up to international. If we keep blowing them out like that, you got to be like, okay. I know. I know. Because international, like, that's the President's Cup. Right. It's U.S. versus international. But I think it should just be both. I think so, too. Or Man, at least we, open we, it up to, like. Maybe you have, like, a alternate, you know, where you can have, like, two or three guys on your team that are, like, from outside countries. That'd yeah. be kind of fun for the Ryder Cup. Just not America. Yeah, just not America. And then you get Rom. Right. Then you can get, yeah, you can go grab Rom, Cameron Smith, you know, Dang. maybe maybe like a Corey Connors as like another guy, potentially, if he's playing well. Cameron Smith would be electric in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, it'd be really cool. So I don't know. Maybe that's, uh, I'm just going to hope for a better competition because I don't see that changing anytime soon. Not at all. Um, one little thing about changing competition here as we start to round this podcast out would be soccer. And My God, dude. Messi coming to the MLS. I feel like it's we, we've talked about it for like the last three podcasts now, but I feel like we need to keep talking about it because it, of how big it's of happened. a deal. He's played, his, he's played two games. He's won a game in the 90th something minute, 93rd minute with a free kick. I don't know when he got subbed in, but he was 56th in 56th like, minute. Yeah, he was came just, in. It changed the game immediately. I was mm-hmm. watching some highlights of him just breaking down defenses. Insane. He Running circles two, around the game. He scored, you know, one goal for a winner in the 93rd minute and scored two within, you know, the starting first, like, for Miami. The, the first, first, like, 30 minutes of the game. Right. And it just has the Miami squad people... Losing their minds. This is going to change soccer. This is bigger than David Beckham coming. This is bigger than whatever soccer has ever happened in the United States. Oh, yeah. Monumental. This is going to change how we do soccer. It's also like the perfect club for him to go and play at. It's, it's a, it couldn't be because more it's, perfect. Because it's predominantly Spanish-speaking. Right. In, a, in an area that is very much like cultural... I feel like familiarity for him as it's, well. There are like, Cubans, there's Argentinians. There, yes, it's, it's very like ethnic Spanish over there as well. Um, where like Perfect Southern California fit. is just, you know, usually just Mexicans. Sure. Which is like, you know, not the same thing as Argentinian. But yeah, it's been unreal for him just to watch it. Him getting celebrated, it's super cool to see. He's getting all of his buddies back. They're gonna break as a team the single season scoring record, no doubt. Yeah, that's your that's your uh, call out right now. The team will break the season single single season scoring record back to back years, and so will Messi break the single season For scoring sure. record. There, there was um, this is already happening. Sergio Busquets signed to the club, mm-hmm. and then now they're t- they even signed Andres Iniesta. Don't know how old he is. Old, but free. It won't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, he's got the touch of... He's one of the best midfielders of all time. Like, he's going to come and teach some kids some things. Yeah, for like, sure. This is exactly what Europe didn't want to happen, was these absolutely elite players coming over to the MLS and getting us all riled up. Mm-hmm. Well, they effed up in a big way. <laughs> We're in. 
Like yeah. America is fully invested in Messi. I feel like this next World Cup, we can we can be actually be taken seriously. If we come into this. this next World Cup and we play just as well and we do just as well, it's only going to keep firing the U.S. up. Yeah. I, I think you're not going to you're going to see the ripple effects of Messi coming for the um, next couple decades. Here. Yeah, it's going to be like not this you know next five years, but like maybe the you know ten years from now, you might really see some huge changes. And our playing ability in the yeah, MLS. I, I totally agree. Because we saw Ibrahimovic, who, like, at one point might have been considered, like, one of the top five soccer players in the world. Yeah. Um, come out definitely outside of his prime, come to the MLS. I think it was 36 when he came right. over. And looked like he was playing with children. That's how good he was. We went and saw him play. Right. We were, like, four rows up. We were laughing. He, Honestly, it we, was comical. We, he was doing what ever he wanted to do to these people dribbling around him physical i mean directing traffic running the offense like it was crazy he was and it was like effortless now messi like some would argue still a top 10 player right now oh i'd still put him in the top 10 for sure right top five players in the world like coming to the mls and choosing us over the saudi league i think is just um, such a huge thing for soccer. I think it's super cool and just makes me hyped to watch, you know, Galaxy play and being a bit more invested in the maybe something that's going on around here. I mean, the first thing that I did when I saw that man, Messi ended up signing for Inter Miami, the mm. first thing I did was check to see when Inter Miami was playing the LA Galaxy or LAFC. I don't care. Yeah, you just gotta go see him. I just wanted to see Messi play. That was literally the that was the first thing that I did. I remember I was at work. And I mean, I feel like I'm not even that that big of a soccer fan, mm -mm. but oh my god! I mean, who's not a Messi or who's not a Ronaldo fan? How often do you guys see like you know? It's a god. You know, like Michael Jordan's gonna be like around for three more seasons. Like you gotta do what you can to go see him. Of course, you know, and he's still just gonna look ridiculous. It's not. It'd be like Michael Jordan went and played in China. You know, like. It's like he's gonna be. He's gonna look like Messi. It's not some like out super out prime you right. know, player. And this really is starting to make the MLS become a top league. I would say so for sure. Now, hear me out. All these other leagues right now, Syria, the Spanish leagues are losing money very fast. It's very lopsided. It's not great competition anymore. Most everyone wants to be in the Premier League. And that's opening the doors up for the MLS. Why? Because, like, one, MLS can always get funding. Sports teams out here, if they have something going on, and it's interesting, they will always get funding. Mm -hmm. We have a TV show about soccer right now. Um, we do? Ted Lasso. Okay, I was like, wait, I, I thought Lasso's, it was like a documentary or something like that. Um, Wrexham. <laughs> Wrexham. Okay, yeah. That's I thought I you were actually talking. Talk gotcha, gotcha. Like, we had, like, soccer, like, the World Cup was big. Messi's here now. Like, we're only like FIFA's been playing in every college household around the country. <laughs> I I mean, it's starting to become something very big for us. And the United States, the MLS, don't need many great players to change this thing into something where players are like, you you know what? I can go live in Florida and pay like no money and like basically be get my US citizenship and do they get play, like paid pretty well if you know if these things start kicking up like it's gonna people are gonna start choosing the United States, sure, because it just makes more sense than going to playing for like some shitty team in Spain. If where you're, you're not really sure if you're getting paid or not, 
if you're not going to play in the Premier League, where are you going to go other than like if you can't make a top league in, top in, in Germany, if you can't be in the top two, top three clubs in Germany, if you can't be in the top three clubs in Spain mm-hmm. or France, I mean, where else are you going to look? I would say like... It's either Premier League or maybe potentially if you're on the later stages of your career, you could look at the MLS then. Right, and I, I would, if I was a young player right now and I really wanted to like, I don't know, mix things up, maybe you're on your way like out of Premier League soccer. You're not like out of your prime, but you kind of got phased out. You're like a 27-year-old striker, 28-year-old striker. You just don't have it anymore or something. Right. That mm-hmm. elite level. Come, shake it up and come to the MLS. Sure. Like you're going to get paid millions of dollars and you're going to be able to live in the United States for a bit. And you're gonna get praised. You're gonna you're gonna just crap on some kids out here. Yeah, like not even like in a fun way. You're going to destroy them, and and we will eventually learn how to pick it up. And you know we celebrate our athletes out here for sure. I they mean it a lot of benefits. I mean I feel I feel like athletes definitely get celebrated all over the place. But that being said, I don't think that's a bad pitch. If you're like kind of on the maybe on the tail end, just come over here. Just come on. You over. don't need to be rocking the bench, right? On like on like a third club team. Go over here and play for Portland, and just be like celebrated, right? Go come, nuts. Come the you know the Galaxy, which I think the Galaxy are real screwed right now. Yeah, they need to step it up. They like, are like they've got. There's their, no their way they can because the now back in the day, like Galaxy would be the the premier destination because like LA were the only soccer team. LAFC came in with more funding, more glamorous in yeah. downtown LA. Like they're just going to get all the the European prospects. So they either need to become like the Orange County Galaxy or San Diego. You got to just move away. You got to do something other than LA because yeah. you're just going to lose everyone to LAFC. LAFC or yeah. you need to like step it up. Like you got to like get better coaching or cuz Chicharito still was one of our best players. He just tore his like knee. And it's like he's not even like good really anymore. No. He was the kinda, last two or three seasons, I haven't heard of anything from him. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't uh, even when he came to the MLS, he was almost irrelevant. He was good for a couple wasn't he on uh, Man U for a little while? Yeah, he was for on like Man two U. years. Maybe it's not Chicharito. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody no, else. No, no, you, no, you are. He he has been playing on the galaxy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just, he just uh, went silent. Just gone, just gone zero dark. I don't know how old he is now. I think he's 34, 35. So I I don't think it was uh, him fizzling out and like losing his his stuff. He's just kind of, you know, he's getting old. Yeah. I mean, also, you're kind of old when you're 31, 32 years old on on the pitch. I mean, yeah, you lose a step. Body hurts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you're just more aware. I don't know. Yeah, pick it up for yourself. (laughs) Awesome, buddy. Well... We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna run through our, you know, top three here, or I guess our three worst parts. Now we're gonna. No, no, no. You, you got it. You had it the first time. Three yeah. silver linings here, baby. Oh my god, I'm, I'm losing it. Three silver linings. <laughs> no, 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 you're here. good. We're gonna do three silver linings of slow golf play. You Love know, so that. Find, find the good and the bad here. I'm gonna let you lead this off, buddy. Okay, that sounds good, dude. I, I feel like maybe our lists are gonna be pretty similar to this. Oh yeah, but I feel like. Uh, if this is we're talking non-competition play here, right? Um, sure. Just like a very casual Saturday round. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like 
if we're playing a little slow and it's competition, that's not that big of a deal like we were talking about earlier. So just kind of casual round. In the three slot for me, it's just, I mean, I, you got to have the supplies for it. And I'm expecting us that we do because we're, we're playing a very casual round. It's going to be playing slow on the weekend. But that's just enjoying like some beverages and like and right. f- and food at the turn. Totally. Like I don't have to feel stressed about getting onto the 10th tee. I can go order like whatever, a wrap, or I can mm-hmm. go and order like a double like Arnold Palmer or like something like that. Dude, like just hanging out. And just like hang out with like food and beverages. Maybe it got like a 12 pack of beer in my like bag and I'm just getting a little sauce up out stuggies. there. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of going into the vice. So the, the vice aspect and food for me is in the three slot as the silver lining for a slow play. You don't oh, have yeah. to like jam down a hot dog and like run your next <laughs> shot. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of vibing out there. You know, that's my three. And then number two, um, I think this happens more to me when I'm playing a little bit slower and because it makes it feel more of like a, like a park experience at times. Mm -hmm. And so I do find myself looking at more trees and the scenery. And so just kind of soaking in the golf course a little bit more. So checking out more of the mountains. Oh, that's a cool tree. Oh, look at those bugs. Like just very small, simple things like that that I wouldn't probably notice if we're playing around in under four hours. Totally. Um, in the one spot here, and I'm I'm sure you're maybe going to have this, maybe the one too, but it's actually sometimes when you're playing golf, it can, it could be because you got to do a lot of things at once. Yeah. And so conversations get like cut off. And they are very brief and abrupt. Yes, you're out there for like a long time, but if you're playing kind of kind of quick, you don't really have a lot of time to actually have quality conversations out there on the course and like get into something. Um, so I think it's just like the quality of communication. You know, you're maybe able to talk and catch up more like family or job or real life updates. Totally. Or just cracking more jokes. And that's another thing too. It's just, I feel like it's more of the connection that you get instead of just like, hey, we're all four here to play golf and we're going to like pick up the pace. I think it's like a good way to like, to find that like, hey, you know what? Like maybe I don't get a lot of time like hanging out with these, uh, with these buddies that I'm out here with. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my one. Love it, buddy. We have very similar list for me in the three slots, uh, thinking about your golf shot. Okay, nice. With that extra time, you can kind of analyze what you're doing a bit more and have a clear game plan and may talk some things out with your buddy. No doubt. Um, reading a play extra long, whatever you got to do. Um, number two for me would be enjoying your lunch. Yeah. Like, you know, a right couple there. booze, you know, you're having whatever. You can have a whatever you need. A couple double transfusions, eating a club sando. Right. You're, having, you're just enjoying because sometimes you're eating just to get it down. Yeah, you're like grabbing a Snickers and a Gatorade. Right. Like, <laughs> just keep keep it going. <laughs> and then number one for me was the same thing as yours, connecting with your friends. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you'll talk, switch cards, bullshit, pass a cigar around. No brainer. You know, a whole 10, you're probably pretty buzzed to so that point. Who knows what the golf speed is? Who cares? And right. then, again, then you're just there hanging out and you're playing a game. So then, you Love know, it. that's that's kind of what we're, we're there to do in the first place, right? Oh, yeah, buddy. Hell of a podcast, bud. Another one in the books, baby. Another one. This one's going to be 25. I messed up last yes, week. Yes, sir, it is. Quarter of the way there to Quarter. Hondo. Wow. That's crazy. 25, sir. Congrats. Uh, you got anything for the people? No, nope. let's wrap this thing up, baby. Love it. More Love good it. stuff coming your way. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. And uh, just a reminder, 
keep swinging. <laughs>